Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, Nick Bradley here again for another episode of Scale Up Your Business. Welcome. It is 15 minutes to action for this week. As I often say, I hope you're getting a lot out of this. If you are, then please subscribe to the channel. And equally, if you want to go deeper in anything that we are discussing, either with 15 Minutes to Action or my regular Thursday interviews, then please join the Scale Up Your Business community on Facebook. But today we are talking about a pretty hot topic. I get a lot of requests every week for this one. It is how do you prepare your startup to scale up? Now, I've often used different definitions for what startup and scale up is. But fundamentally, one of the biggest changes, one of the biggest challenges is it's about systems, it's about processes, it's about making sure you've got things lined up. And a lot of the, I suppose, let's call it the startup entrepreneurs that get in touch with me, they're always keen to get to the next stage as quickly as they possibly can. So today's episode, 15 Minutes to Action, is all about preparations. Okay, so I'm going to go through a number of different principles And this is, as I said, it's how you can prepare your startup to scale up. So it's not necessarily saying that you are ready yet to do this. But if you listen to what I go through today, you'll be in the best possible shape to be able to take your business to that level. Okay, so let's get into it. There's a few here today. The first one is you've got to get the basics down. And this is fundamentally important. So if you think about it, there are, I mean, the, the failure rates of startups are ridiculous. I forget what it was most recently, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of startups fail because they are premature at scaling. And so, you know, let's go through what some of these things could be. The first thing is that you've got to make sure that you have a product that has market fit. So what that basically means is you could have a product which is getting some traction, but it's not getting enough traction and you think it has because you're starting to see a few few sales come through and you get really excited. And that's cool, right? That's a really positive thing about starting a business. But you've got to make sure that you have you know, enough scale with your product in terms of the market before you can kind of entertain going to the next level. So first and foremost, find out who your, your most, your biggest raving fans are, your core users. Find out which channels are getting you the best return on investment because scaling in many cases is about starting with small budgets and testing first before you start to invest higher things. Because if something's working at a lower level and you're starting to get some traction, then it's much easier to invest to get a return from that base position. And, and the other thing I think is important is make sure that you have the resources to scale. So if you do have to raise funding, this is the time to do it because you know, you've basically already got uh, some indication that your business is going to be successful. And therefore, there is some predictability of what's going to happen. And so what I always say is go and, go and get your kind of funding round sorted. Go and have those conversations because the last thing you want to do is run out of money. Okay. So this is, this is the basics, you know, making sure you've got product market fit, making sure you know what's working in terms of your go-to-market strategy and making sure that you have enough cash to take you along that runway. Okay. That's the first piece. 
The second thing, the second question to pose is, have you automated everything that you possibly can automate? So I'm a big believer in this and some people kind of question my view on it, but you should spend a fair bit of time setting up your business. I've I've spent in some cases too long on some businesses because I've spent over 12 months getting processes sorted out. And that's kind of, you know, when I had businesses that I started a long time ago, it took a bit of time to, to work everything out myself. Now I've got better at it, thank God, over time through practice and through some mistakes and some possible failures. But you you can't spend enough time making sure that you have the automation things in play. So what does that mean? Simple things, setting up your technology, making sure you've got you know organization around all of your techn- technology assets and, and cloud storage and stuff like that. Having processes in place for your people, that includes role profiles, making sure you know how to measure performance, all of those KPIs, any training that's required. Setting up marketing automation, that's huge because you want to have your marketing running like a machine more than anything else. So you want to know exactly who your customer is. Back to what I said in the last point, where the channels are. You want to make sure that you're measuring all the different things so you know where to invest. You want to make sure that you've got simple things like financial structures in place, cash flow analysis, payroll for rapid processing. And you want to make sure that you've got your sequences in terms of how you pay people and how you invoice. I'm going to share a story with you on this one. I'm not the best at running finance systems. I have people who do that for me now, thank God. So trying to run zero with my accounting, you know, that's my accounting software package. Thank God I've got people who can help with that because it's a laborious process, you know, managing receipts and making sure everything's aligned. But it's one of those things that if you haven't got that automated or leveraged, it can come back and bite you massively because, you know, you end up missing payment of tax or or you get caught out in terms of not understanding how the flow of, of money is coming into your business. Okay. So really spend time on this, make sure you're good at it and you'll be able to process things in a much faster way. You'll be able to get people into your business in a faster way. You'll be able to market yourself better because all of your operations are streamlined. And that's when I say, you know, how do you make a business run like a machine? Well, the first thing you do is you have all those processes in place. Okay. So, so if you're a startup, you know, go back and check and make sure that you've got a really good inventory of the things you should be working on. The third area is boost your marketing. Okay, now this has come from uh, Neil Patel, who was on my podcast a few months back now, and he he kind of said no one's no business is going to scale unless people know about it. So if you focus on marketing, and that's both your brand marketing and your direct response marketing, scalability follows, and that's not only from uh, let's say you know from a customer standpoint, that also comes from an investment standpoint. So if you're making enough noise in the marketplace to the right audiences, that's going to help your ability to form partnerships, as I said, to raise funding, just to open up more avenues and doors. So marketing is not just the linear process of how you might get leads and convert leads. It's about that, of course, but it's also about how you are building the brand and creating some noise around what you're doing. So, you know, back to the point of no one knows about you. Word of mouth is not a scalable solution. Okay, referrals are not a scalable solution. They can help you in a limited amount of time, but they're not going to help you over the long term. Content marketing, on the other hand, is probably one of the most scalable growth methods. So you might have heard the the term evergreen or evergreen value. And what that effectively means is you can create an asset, a content asset, and then that can be used literally forever. So give you a live example, this podcast, I'll record this episode today. 
someone could listen to this podcast in two or three years' time and still get value out of what I'm putting out there, and then they may decide to work with me, one of my businesses, or or all sorts of things could happen. So content marketing is not just a one-usage thing. It's something that can help you over the long term. And as Daniel Priestley says, income follows assets. So you want to make sure that you are creating assets with your marketing, and then they'll just keep paying back over time without you having to think about it as long as you create an ecosystem. Okay, so third part is boost marketing. If you're not marketing your business, don't even attempt to scale. You've got to get that put in place first. The fourth area is make sure that you outsource anything that is not vital or essential in your business. So there used to be an old way of thinking in the big corporate world that I was in, which was, you know, hire big teams, build capability in-house, have all your designers, developers, you know, lawyers, finance people, everyone has to be employed, everyone. And you know what? Startups can't afford that, okay? And I've, the number of times I've had to go into a startup business to help someone out, and they've just spent so much money hiring the, the, the most expensive salesperson from the biggest company in their, in their sort of sector to come in. And we've had to reverse that out and look at different ways of doing it because it hasn't worked. So my advice of this to you is when you're in startup, outsource everything and test what you feel you need to have in your business first. So for example, um, I often advise there's no point, even though I say marketing's massive, you don't have to go and build a big marketing capability in your business from the outset. There's many options out there to freelance to experts. You don't have to go and have all your SEO, for example, all done in-house. You can have people who come in and can be freelancers around that activity. So this kind of lean approach is what allows a startup to, to grow and scale quickly because again, if you've got this flexibility around your cost base, you can turn things on and off. You can, you know, ignite stuff that's working for you. You can grow in a much more focused and diligent way. So outsourcing to me, leveraging is massive. Have a core group of really vital people in your business, depending on what that is. If it's a technology business, you may need to have the CTO, CTO and some developers and things like that. If you're a consultancy business, you may need to have a couple of rainmakers who are partners or certainly incentivized in your business but just make sure that you're making those decisions carefully. The fifth area, and this is critical because it's about reputation, is keep an eye on social media. And I don't mean from a marketing context. Now, social media is growing in its influence by the day. Not only do we have, you know, the Facebooks of this world taking over everything, LinkedIn's growing with its own, you know, its own positioning and methodology. You've got TikTok on board now. It's, it's massively important that you need to make sure that you don't get a PR hit in a negative way because you're not focusing on what's happening. Because let's remember, in startup, if you're a, a, if you're a sort of an uprising business that's going to take on the big companies, you know, it's quite hard to kind of play the PR game. You've got to be cautious about what goes out there. So I'm, I'm a big believer in social media and being intentional with what you use, but you also want it to work in your favor. So this is an area where if you haven't got capability, you should definitely outsource the ability to bring that that expertise in. But just remember, you know, that whole saying about you never get a chance to make a first impression. Use this carefully because you want to be able to use it as a tool to sell your story, which is going to help your scale up journey and not pull you back just because you haven't um, had any focus on it. Okay. And the sixth one, I'm getting there. We're almost up to our 15 minutes. I'm flying through today. <laughs> is your business is not about you, okay? Your business is about your customers. It's about your employees. It's about the problem your customers have, and it's about the solution in terms of how you solve it. 
So you need to be able to test if the business can function without you. So if the business can function without you, the leader being in there, then it's absolutely right for scale up. A lot of people come to me and their their vision for their life is to create a business where they don't have to be in there in the day-to-day. They can be strategic. They can be the investor. They can have a team that runs it and they can go off and do other things and the money comes in, the income comes in, the dividends and those things come in. So it may be a little bit crazy to say this, but my advice to you here is if you are going through this and you're kind of doing the checklist, give yourself a four-week break. Go away and see what happens if you don't stay or do anything in the business for four weeks. Okay, now that implies that you have a number two in the business, a general manager, an ops person. It implies that, you know, you've got your mindset right and you can trust the process and you can kind of, you know, make sure that people are actually there doing the job without you being around. The culture is impactful. The culture is intentional, right? I did this once when I went to INSEAD, the business school, for six weeks when I was working in a company and the um, area that I was leading had to basically run itself for six weeks straight. And you know what happened? They actually did a better job without me there, which says a lot. But you know what? I got a lot of credit in that organization because it meant that I built the team to be out of function without me being there. And that's really important. So it's going to feel uncomfortable, particularly if this business is your baby, but it's the best way, by far and away, the best way to test whether you are ready to go from that startup to scale up journey. Okay, almost there. The last one is critical. Back to what I said before about outsourcing and leverage, make sure that you bring in the right people and only the right people. So there's a saying here, and Neil has said this as well, there is, you know, business is only scalable when it has the right people on board. And quite often we don't do that because, you know, sometimes we like to, you know, we might fall in love with someone's CV and not realize if they're the right person for the business. But culture here is absolutely critical. So you want to be able to bring in the right people who can bring the right ideas, who can create the right value at the right time. And you want, you know, you don't want necessarily um, people to have, you know, more than sort of a few jobs to do. Because again, one of the things in startup is everyone kind of just mucks in. You want to start to create a bit more systemization around that. So ultimately, be very, very careful on that. Culture first, absolutely think about capability. But the number of times you can make a mistake by not having that right set up, it will drag you back into the chaos of startup more quickly than the, the fun and the, um, the future rewards of what scale up can bring you. Okay, so that's it. We're almost at time. Some final thoughts. Remember, scale, as much as I've just talked about some technical things here, and I've talked quite a lot today about the preparation of what you need to be testing and measuring, scalability more than anything else is a mindset. So you have to have the right systems, processes, peoples, and people and plans, but you need to think about what it means to become big. And this means, you know, all the stuff that I talk about on this podcast about freeing to unleash yourself from all the dreams you've got, make lots of money, have a lot of fun doing it. And once you get your mind into this game and you realize your purpose, you realize your why, scalability or the option to scale becomes so much easier. So when I run my business accelerator programs, the first thing we talk about is mindset. The second thing we talk about is skill set. And the third thing we talk about is heart set. Now, I'm not going to go through all of those today because we're pretty much at our time, but I start with mindset for a reason. So 
absolutely go through and do the checklist. Absolutely go through all these different points I've gone today. But more often than not, it's where you want to take the business and how much you're focused on that vision that's going to get you there. Okay, so that's it. We are done for today. So for all of you, and there are lots of you who keep you know, getting in touch and saying, Nick, I don't know. I'm in startup. I don't know when to go to scale up. Help, help, help. Well, go through this list. Okay, there's seven different areas there and a few other reflections. I want you to literally scorecard yourself and say, have I got these things in place? Go through each one and make sure they are there. So just to run through them very quickly, because as I said, we are at time. First one is get the basics right. Make sure that you have product market fit. You know who your audiences are. You're testing marketing. You've got the resources. You've got the cash. Automate everything, even the minor things in your business, how people get paid, invoicing, all of that stuff needs to be automated. Boost your marketing, both your brand marketing and everything else, but focus on content, focus on stuff that's evergreen that will keep paying you back. It's the most efficient form of marketing. Outsource all non-essentials. Keep an eye on your reputation, social media. Make sure that you're getting the right stories out there so that you know, you're, you're making that really strong impression on your clients, your customers, your employees, everyone who are stakeholders. Test whether you can leave the business for a period of time, four weeks minimum, maybe longer if you can, and you've got the right team in place and they do well. If they grow even better, then you are absolutely ready. I would say that's almost the the most important one out of this list. And then hire only the right people and make sure you're thinking about the attitude and the culture more than you are about the all-star who's got the great CV because you want to make sure that you've got people who are on the journey because the scale-up play is a journey. All right? That's it. As always, I hope this was valuable. Be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Bye for now.